You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. The time is exactly 8.01 here in Chicago on a beautiful Monday morning in Chicago. White Sox keep winning. Cubs are holding their own. And Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, co-hosting Mark Teresi, assistant director, which happens to be me at the Cathedral for Plan Development. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning. Very good. Beautiful day. Oh, it is. In fact, it was so hot on was it Friday or Saturday, but it cooled off yeah. and um, much cooler week expected. But you figure tomorrow is September. Yeah. September. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, June, July, August, moving into September. We pray for those who have contracted COVID-19, those who have lost loved ones with COVID-19. We pray for racial peace and justice for all. And uh, these are tough days. And These our teachers and their kids. And for all the school children yeah. attempting to get back and open up the Catholic schools and all children who are learning, especially for parents. This, these are hard days, but we have a tremendous program lined up this morning. 312-255-8408. 312-255-8408. A great, tremendous priest here at the Diocese of Chicago, Father Ned Laz, a prolific author, now living in Florida, joins us to talk about his website, treesforthesoul.org, and his latest book, The Gathering, Jesus and Abortion, A Story of Our Time. Father Med Laz was ordained a Catholic priest for the Archdiocese of Chicago in 1969, 10 years before me, where he served in parishes until 1999. He founded Holy Family Parish in Inverness in 1984. Among his many accomplishments, Father Laz is co-founder of Rainbows, mm. a support program for children, in single-parent or blended families. and is the founder of Joyful Again, a program for widows and widowers. So joining us, Father Medard Laz. Med, how are you this morning? I am wonderful. I am wonderful. I'm sitting here in Fort Lauderdale, oh. and it's a bit warm, but uh, a beautiful day, like you're having in Chicago. And it's hard to believe, Med, that you were ordained in 1969, so ordained a priest now 51 years. I met you... When I was a young seminarian at Niles College Seminary, I entered in 1971. At that point, you were a priest two or three or four years, and uh, you've been such a gift to the Archdiocese of Chicago. And the fact that you were ordained 51 years, you are no more retired than I'd be retired. You are so, working uh, so hard. I love, I, 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 you know, hey, ministry is about uh, going out there and being... Uh, you know, uh, uh, the leaven in, in society and in the church. And uh, uh, what a great, great, great time, challenging time to be a priest and to be involved with uh, what's happening in our world. I was telling Greg about our experience with Jim Close, where you came downtown and helped discuss with us how to raise funds. 
you do, you were doing a campaign at Holy Family. I don't know if you remember that. It was it uh, Herb Mule or I forget his name, but he ran a campaign with you as you were expanding the parish, and you were just a great help to us. And my wife was involved with Susie Yale and you with um, Rainbows, Rainbows. At, Saint, at Saint Martha's. Yeah, we go way way back forty uh, some years uh, uh, to uh, Saint. Uh, uh, Stevens and Displains. That was one of our pilot schools way mm-hmm. back when, when we got rainbows and uh, three million kids later around the world. And uh, I guess we could say that it reached out and helped kids in single parent homes. It's even interesting, Med, I even brought uh, rainbows, your program, to Niles College mm-hmm. Seminary of Loyola when I was um, the facilitator for young men studying for the priesthood who came from single parent families. We had about seven, eight guys in it. It was tremendously helpful. And I was on that first retreat for some group with you for rainbows. It's called Kaleidoscope. Yeah, One. Kaleidoscope. One yeah. of them. Yeah, Kaleidoscope. We were on it together. Exactly. Sure. That sure. group there. But listen, we got so much to talk about, Med. And uh, first of all, it, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. And I have to share with you, we have to promote a couple of things. One is treatsforthesoul.org. I subscribe. It's daily reflections. How did it begin? And you know, and how can people, you know, get a not get a copy, but get online for this? What I'd love to do, Greg, is I'd love to read. They're very, very, very short. <clears throat> you know, there's probably a thousand people, uh, not only in Chicago land but throughout the country, who uh, not only reach for uh, a cup of coffee or a roll or a piece of toast in the morning, uh, but they, uh, I'm told that you know. Uh, Literally, well over a thousand people uh, tune in to uh, one of my uh, uh, little daily treats, and uh, I, you know, to give a sample rather than talk about it, sure. Just read one or two. And this was from uh, Friday, July seventeenth of this year. During a severe earthquake some years ago, the inhabitants of a small remote village were generally very much alarmed, but they were at the same time surprised at the calmness an apparent joy of an old woman whom they all knew. At length, one of them, addressing the old woman, said, Dear lady, are you not afraid? No, said the woman. I'm so happy to know that I have a God who can shake the world. Mm-hmm. And that I always have a little, you know, question or thought-provoking statement at the end. Is your faith strong enough that you believe in a God? who can shake the whole world. So that's the kind of a thing that I send out. And of course, you know, everyone still with the, the, the pandemic and the uh, coronavirus. Uh, this was called Humanity's Future, sent out uh, on uh, June 22nd. Can I ask, Matt? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. You're so contemporary. In this, well, I don't know about that. I, I, I think that. in this world, you figured out how to bring this message, this next one. You're bringing it to people in different venues. On their terms. Yeah. So keep going there, Matt. Uh, yeah. we, we try. So you, this is called Humanity's Future. Do you know what the coronavirus pandemic teaches us? It teaches us that humanity's future is in the hands of doctors, nurses, scientists, teachers and those who serve us in restaurants and stores, and not in the hands of football players, celebrities, and politicians. It's about time we reconsider our values as a society. Not all storms come to disrupt our lives. Some storms come 
to clear the right path for us. And so then a couple of questions for those who maybe have a cup of coffee in their hand can think about. What has the coronavirus pandemic taught you? How has the coronavirus changed you and your values? And if you don't mind, just one more. Go ahead. This this came out on Sunday, uh, June 14th. So this is, you know, uh, a while ago, but not that long ago. It's called What If 2020? Okay? This is short. What if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather 2020 is the most important year of them all. And so uh, uh, a little question for people to consider at either some point of their day or early in the morning. Wearing or not wearing a mask, protesters in the streets, and political differences. How are you willing to declare change, work for change, become the change? Those are just a few of the ones, and I think, uh, you know, as, as we listen to those, you get an idea of what uh, uh, TreatsForTheSoul.org, uh, you know, strives to do every day. It's very, it's it's very obvious to me and to our listeners, Med, that you have this ability to profoundly connect the mystery of God with our lives through story, through questions. You challenge, but challenge in a very gentle, affirming way. But the thing is, and here's the thing. I always find, like you, stories people can resonate with. Mm-hmm. We can all resonate with a story, a good example, and some other, again, it's that connecting the mystery of God with our lives. And I've been a subscriber to uh, treatsforthesoul.org for, I think, over two years now. It's been going yeah, it on came for, out. It came out two years ago, and you've been with us since the very first one. Have I been with since day one? We're very close uh, to it. Very close. So it came out October, October of 2018 is when oh, it started. Then definitely. We're coming up on, on two years, and uh, you've been with us. So every day one of those goes out. And, you know, uh, that's all a listener has to do is go to treats, it's plural, treatsforthesoul.org, and then just hit on one of the daily treats and go down to the very bottom. All you do is put your first name, your last name, and your email, and you'll get that every morning in Chicago. You'll get it at 6 a.m., and the cost is zero. It's free. So, no charge. Matt, I, I, once a pastor, always a pastor. Uh, <laughs> so imagine you're back in a pastor chair up here in a parish during this COVID situation. What would it look like for you? What would, how would you pastor during this pandemic? Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I certainly am uh, technologically ignorant. You know, yes, I got the website and, and things like that, Mark. But um, 
you know, we're 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 starting. You know, we're we're doing church in in uh, in such a different way today. So I would definitely have you know uh, uh, online any number of things mm-hmm. uh, to the kids, uh, to the parents, and, and the like. You know, and then and then and then try to have you know the Zoom conferences where uh, yes. where you know we, uh, we 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 can we can share. Like at Holy Family, uh, uh, they're going to resume. Uh, they took a little vacation for a bit, so they're uh, they're small Christian community group at Holy Family, the parish I started there in Inverness, Palatine. Uh, <clears throat> these groups have been going on for for for, for twenty five, thirty years uh, or more, and uh, <clears throat> so the virus, of course, put a, a crimp in them. So uh, uh, most of the groups, if not all of the groups, continue to meet uh, via Zoom. Yeah, I I find uh, you admit that the thing is that normally when we pass through a community that people come to us, but COVID-19 has been a time in which we have to reach out to people. But your treatsforthesoul.org simply come into the home every day, no charge. You are feeding the soul Mm -hmm. right there. You just click on a button. And so in some ways you've been pastoring through the pandemic even before that through treatsforthesoul.org, you're doing it right now. and uh, But I think it's just this thing is Treats for the Soul. Like every morning I read it, I will have some uh, copied because there's just good food for the thought moving forward for a homily, for a story, for part of a lecture, for the bulletin. And I'm always giving you credit. And it just, it just amazes me that... Uh, let me ask you this. Where do you find your material for Treats for the Soul? I know you, have, you invite people to write into you. Um, I find my material, Greg, you know, there are these uh, services out there, mm-hmm. you know, that I subscribe to. And so uh, rather than go through a long sermon, uh, you know, on some of the websites, I go, you know, uh, honestly, I go to illustrations. Mm-hmm. And so of those illustrations, for every, every uh, a daily treat I use, Greg, I probably... Uh, pass over 20, 30, or 40 of them. So, like those three that I just read you, okay? Uh, I try to provide the best of the best of the best, and for everything, like I've kind of been doing for 51 years as a priest, if I don't like it, I scratch it. Uh, To be honest with you, about three days ago, I had one that I did, oh, uh, a daily treat for my website, and it was about uh, helping and supporting uh, during this time of pandemic, and and we, re, you know, we as parents and, and and adults, we can even mentor teachers besides mentoring children. And I read it over, and I said, you know, this is going to be another couple hours of work for me tonight. And it's seven, eight o'clock, and I said, but I don't want to send this one out. It's not good enough. If it's not good enough for me, it's not good enough for the person that's going to get this at six or seven o'clock tomorrow morning. So hey. I put in another one, and boom, it really, uh, it really, I think, uh, uh, did the job because I got a lot of nice comments. Hey, that was terrific. Yeah, great. So, Meta, we're going to go to break I, here. I don't think I would have gotten a comment or two because, you know, and so as I say, where do I get material? I scan. Uh, I scan uh, uh, homily service sites. I scan poems. I scan articles. Uh, and I only choose the best of the best of the best. And on that best uh, note, we got to go to a break, Med. Hold yes. on. Uh, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, 312-255-8408. 
Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes with Father Med Laz and continue this conversation on Treats for the Soul and a new book that he has written, The Gathering, Jesus and Abortion, a story for our time. Please stay tuned. in our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Subich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about ongoing efforts to safely reopen churches and schools. We'll take you to a drive-in mass, one of the more creative ways to worship during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we'll hear from our new priests, the men who were recently ordained to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Father Med Laz. We spent our first part of our program talking about treatsforthesoul.org. You can click into that and get inspired every day with reflections. And no charge. At no ch- That's big for Father Greg. <laughs> no charge. Anyway. Not music to my ears. <laughs> anyway. Um, and Med, now your your website, you know, really builds on personal relationships with Jesus and encouraging and challenging us. And the next challenge that I see that you've put out for us is a book that you've written recently called "The Gathering: Jesus and Abortion: A Story for Our Time." What a what a powerful title! And can you give us an idea first? Where did the book come from? And What's it about? Yeah, this all this all ties together, uh, Mark. And uh, would you believe that uh, uh, you know what I regularly do, as often as I can, uh, uh, every day, if if at all possible, to try and help people with their personal relationship with Jesus. You know, so often 
can go to communion regularly, we can go to Mass, we can read our scriptures, we can pray our rosaries, we can do the Stations of the Cross, things like that. We know all about Jesus, but uh, often enough, we don't have a deep personal relationship with Jesus. So the website tries to foster that, and kind of really got a lot of that uh, inspiration uh, to, uh, to foster, and for myself personally, to have a deeper relationship with Jesus, is my uh, friendship with Father Joe Gerzon. Uh, now, he was a priest in Albany, uh, New York, diocese, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, about 30, oh, five years ago when I was starting Holy Family, people were you know, coming into a church or meetings, and they heard his book, Joshua, uh, about what, what would Jesus be like if he came back today? How would he interchange with the church? How would he interchange with people? How do you, would he, you know, if Jesus lived down the block uh, from you, uh, what would it be like? And so after I've gotten a number of copies of this book, I figured, well, I better, as busy as I am, I better make some time to read Joshua. And I did. And I thought it was a very, very simple book. And uh, I said, hey, this is not profound. But uh, the more and more I thought about it, I said, hey, you know, uh, he's really latched on to something here. People are hungry for this personal, upfront, intimate relationship with Jesus uh, as such. And lo and behold, it wasn't long after that, I came down here where I am now in Fort Lauderdale, and Father Gerzone was giving a talk. And so I, uh, I met him that day. And I told him that, hey, I like to write. And he says, David, uh, why don't you put Jesus in a situation that's challenging uh, in our world today? And uh, lo and behold, uh, uh, you know, I started doing vacation trips to, uh, to upper New York uh, uh, soon after I went to Holy Family. And there I'd be sitting with uh, Father Joe Gerzone at his uh, Joshua house uh, up on Joshua Mountain, and we'd sit for three, four hours, and we'd talk. Hmm. And we'd talk about Jesus. And, and he just kept on emphasizing again and again and again. He says, people are you know, to hear about Jesus. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's, you know, they're not getting. They're hearing about the church. They're hearing about sacraments. They're hearing about morality. They're hearing about everything how to foster this personal relationship with Jesus. So I try to do that with my website, and obviously, you know, I've tried to do that with this with this uh, new book. Of now, mine, then, uh, then, Med, with the this gathering. new book, The Gathering, how did you connect the whole thing of the regarding abortion? How did that connect with the Jesus story as a you know as a challenging moment? Well, you know, I could have I could have chosen, if you would, a number of topics. Okay, Absolutely. so there's abortion. You know, you could do uh, racism. I could have done the environment and climate change. You know, there there are topics. Hey, God forbid, I could have even chosen, you know, uh, the political situation. So so there are any number of things. But when I started to write this, uh, and I'll be honest, I started to write this book years ago. It just didn't pop up, uh, you know, in the last six months. When I started to write the book, oh, a good ten years ago or more, uh, there were those protests, mm-hmm. you know, at, at abortion clinics, uh, you know, all over the country. And so that was contemporary then. Interestingly enough, even though the book comes out today when we don't see those kind of protests, Kim, what's the first what's the first story on the news today are the protests in Kenosha, Portland, you know, on, on a different uh, matter, of course, than abortion, but protests nonetheless. 
you know, violent and that, as were the protests, say, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, I think we kind of forget that you know, about how, how those protests. But I said, well, you know, it's a bit historical, but with the Supreme Court decisions, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's more made its way into, into political uh, uh, sectors today than bloody on the streets with abortion. But, but that's how I kind of got into it. Uh, when I started to write the book, it was, uh, it was a very uh, much like we're seeing with Black Lives Matter today, you know, in the streets. But none uh, matter. When you wrote the uh, the book, The Gathering, it came out the first week of July. It came out the same yes. time that Notre Dame University published a study on abortion. Say something about that. Yeah, I, if you don't mind, it's just amazing. You know, I had no idea about the study, and so uh, uh, you know, so the study was was done by the premier. Uh, university in America, if you would, you know, Notre Dame, the football team, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's highly regarded as a uh, 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 you know, higher, uh, uh, you know, higher learning. And so uh, uh, the woman who did it was uh, Tricia Bruce, and uh, she interviewed 217 ordinary Americans, ordinary Americans, and it was a cross-section. Uh, you know, 118 women, 99 men, uh, as such. Again, it was a cross-section. 41% were Protestants. So this was not, you know, a, a survey done of Catholics. No, no, 21% were Catholics. So uh, twice as many were Protestants as were Catholics. 4% Jewish. 7% had uh, another refili- uh, religious affiliation, and 27% had no connection to religion at all. So it was a real cross-section of, um, of uh, you know, people like, uh, I think, uh, a 45, 75-minute uh, uh, interview of all of these people in them. And, you know, what they found was that, uh, 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 you know, People do not typically discuss or talk about abortion. They find the labels pro-life and pro-choice to be inadequate. Uh, And um, the participants believe that abortion is intimately personal rather than a political issue, as is often portrayed, you know, in public, you know, discussion. So, you know, it's a hot uh, topic politically, you know, uh, the, the, the parties and the candidates, you know. They go at it like, like crazy, but, uh, you know, the Notre Dame study said that uh, the participants had never been asked nor listened to regarding their views on abortion. And, uh, again, uh, uh, you, you know, the result of what their attitudes were, 51% of the participants said that the procedure should be legal only under certain conditions. 35% said it should be legal under any circumstance. And just 14% said it should be illegal all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 33% of those interviews said they were morally opposed to abortion. 38% of the respondents uh, were categorized, categorized abortion as well. It depends. And 29% of the participants were not morally opposed to abortion. So that thing was just a third, a third, a third, practically. Uh, across the board. Now, Matt, we've got like another, we only have another minute here. The thing is, if yeah, someone wants to get a so copy... They, they said they, they don't, you know, people don't talk about but they really want to talk about it. But they're afraid to talk about it mm-hmm. because, you know, if there's so much controversy. But people really want to talk about it. And so the gathering, 
you know, it was all about people. Uh, you know, Manuel or Jesus, you know, gathers people together to talk about abortion. Okay, just even you get know, the conversation talking. If someone gets a copy of the book, The Gathering, how can they get a copy, Med? They would go to Amazon Books and type in The Gathering, then type my last name, L-A-Z, after it, because there's all kinds of, you know, gathering titles. So The Gathering at Amazon Books, and then type in my last name, L-A-Z, and it'll pop up. It's $9.99. Uh, uh, it'll arrive, you know, in a couple of days, or they can start reading it immediately on Kindle for $7.69. And it's called, the latest book called The Gathering, Jesus and Abortion, A Story of Our Time by Father Med Laz. Also, if people want to get Trees for the Soul, how can they get that on the web? Just uh, type in uh, Treats. T R E A T S treats for the soul dot org, and uh, just tune on in and go down to. If they like to receive it every day. Go just hit one of the daily treats and go down to the bottom where it says subscribe. First name, last name, uh, email address, and submit, and uh, uh, they'll be getting it every day for free. Well, I want to thank in a very special way Father Med Laz, a tremendous priest here of Chicago, doing great work and the founder of TreatsForTheSoul.org in his latest book, The Gathering, Jesus and Abortion, A Story for Our Time. Med, thank you for being a guest this last half hour. You are a tremendous priest. Keep up the great ministry. It's a, it's a joint privilege sharing the Lord's ministry with you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi. Stay with us. We have Sister Helen Prejean, part two of the program, Do not touch that dial. 